Hello, everybody, and welcome to the H3 Podcast Experience, also known as the Correct Opinion Zone. Mm-hmm. If you disagree with the opinions here, take a, you might want to think twice because these are infallible, highly uninformed, and 100% correct all the time. Couldn't possibly be wrong. Yeah. It's just not an option. It's not not in this zone. <laughs> with me is the beautiful, talented, and very blue Ela Klein. Round of applause. What else? The CEO. Yeah, and a CEO, of course. Thank you to today's sponsors, Captera, Quip, and MeUndies. And for all of our loyal fans and listeners, there is a new H3H3 video out on our channel, H3H3 Productions. So I hope you enjoy that. Check it out. Please enjoy it. Today we've got a lot to get to. I've got a new mic. How do I sound? I can hear that, it. Yeah. <laughs> you sound the same. Uh, today, we've got the Shane uh, Jake documentary. I want to talk a little bit about that. Bill Cosby uh, has started a new sitcom in which he goes to prison, which is a really... I'm li- really looking forward to that. It's on NBC. <laughs> premieres this uh, fall at 8 p.m. Looking forward to Bill Cosby <laughs> goes to prison. We've also got Drake and Millie Bobby Brown have been raising eyebrows with their... Salacious. I feel like that's over the top. Interesting relationship. And much, much more. Welcome, everybody, to the H3 Podcast Experience. All right. Hey, thanks for coming, everyone. We really, we got the best stuff. We got the best stuff here to talk about. So from the top, Shane and Jake. Shane Dawson is the king of YouTube. Yeah. These past couple of, I want, I Pretty don't crazy. <laughs> He's been kind of the king of YouTube for like uh past year or something. But these whole documentary and series have just been over the f- over the top like um Can you pull up his channel? I want to show you the yeah. views that he's got there. But right now, he has just come out with a Jake Paul documentary called Inside the Mind of Jake Paul. When he tries to understand really what's going on with that guy, and I am intrigued. Let's see. Let's see here. Um, look at, look at all of his recent views. Why does that look so low quality? Is that just part of the thing? 16 million, 14 million, 18, 24 million. I mean, this is just, this is average stuff. Yeah, this is insane. This is like new level shit. So anyway, his new documentary about Jake Paul's out. Look at this. I loved this. Um, Jake's response to... To part one was number two trending with 2.2 million views in two days and Shane's video with 10 million views in one day wasn't on trending. I don't understand what the hell (laughs) What's the logic? How do you trend Jake Paul's response video? I don't know. Why can't they just fix the trending page? It's like it's just not a trending page. It's not and if it is curated, why do they keep trending Jake Paul? Yeah, if I, there's really no good explanation for why this would be there and not that one. It, it literally is counterintuitive. Yeah. The response isn't what's trending. It's the topic mm-hmm. itself. It's just, it's it's maddening. But regardless... Um, so that's mine. The, the, the crutch of it is that um, he's trying to see if Jake Paul's a sociopath. And I personally don't think that Jake Paul's a sociopath. I mean, that's a tall claim. But then it takes this twist 
where he's like, well, maybe he's a brother. Logan is the sociopath, and it's about him living in the shadow mm -hmm. of his brother, which is a really interesting twist, and I definitely can see that. I could see that. Yeah, I can sure. see that for sure. So I am looking forward to seeing how this series unveils, but there was... By the way, I think Logan was blindsided by the whole thing because Jake in his video was like, I knew it was about sociopathy and... He's like, I'm not a sociopath, so come make this documentary about me. He's like, it's mm -hmm. gonna be good PR for me, shit. <laughs> so Logan, I think, was blindsided that he was all of a sudden coming under the magnifying lens. Yeah. And he just tweeted out this morning this. I really didn't want to, but I feel compelled to give my thoughts on Shane's series this far, bleh. <laughs> and then Shane actually responded. A surprise extended finale. Which is, uh, Shane really doesn't give a fuck. He's ready. <laughs> but anyway, the really intriguing thing for me, and I am, I am, I'm intrigued, you know. I'm, I'm glued to the set here. I feel like Shane has given a lot of YouTubers hope, kind of, with how his channel just transformed. Yeah. Well, for a long time, he was a guy that just taste-tested fast food. Yeah. And, we're, and they and did it for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was doing before that. That was probably he did like sketches and shit. Yeah. I don't know. He's not, he has two channels. He's been kind of like been around forever and doing mm -hmm. all kinds of different content. But he was like just eating food for a long yeah. time. But he like but... slugged through it, found his voice. Yeah, and he really has got this second wind that's unbelievable. It's really cool. I really like the the style of the documentary. It's innovative. It's fresh. It's really well edited. Yeah. I don't know who's editing that. I'm sure Shane is probably sitting there a lot with the editor, but the mm -hmm. editing. Yeah. Absolutely bananas. Um, he wears the same shirt in every video. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the same shirt, but either that or he's like Doug Funny and he's got like a pal you know, you remember Doug? You didn't see Doug. But he, well, like any he wears cartoon. the same <laughs> outfit in every day, and but then there's a episode where he walks in the closet and he just has like one <laughs> the same outfit he wears the same shirt god bless his soul um you know but hey but there was one moment here that really broke my heart there was a moment yeah. in the new episode that really broke my heart as uh -huh. a fan as a call i want to say colleague but maybe an associate you could say as someone who's had him here a guest on our podcast yeah it really broke my heart so here it is. I really got to talk about this. On his channel. But I do also yeah. remember, like, Jake Paul was on a... See if you notice anything here. God, I missed the timestamp, for Christ's sake. See if you notice anything here, okay, as he's talking about this. Okay, listen closely, my friends. You're all going to really... This is really upsetting. <laughs> but I do also remember, like, Jake Paul was on a podcast, and he was about to hit 10 million subscribers. On a podcast? <laughs> <sighs> On a podcast? Damn. No respect. Mm. Shane. <laughs> no respect. Breaking my heart. <laughs> Shane, you're breaking my heart. On what podcast? On a podcast. On a podcast? Shane. <laughs> We're family. This is my godfather impression. Was on a podcast. We're family. <laughs> you come in my house, you sit across the table from me, but I get no respect. I'm gonna have to disrespect you so much that you come on a podcast. Jake Paul was on a podcast. Shane, why do you do Your own friend's podcast. We, you have a podcast. 
In my mind, it sounds like a perfect Italian Godfather impression. <laughs> Spot on. Shane, never, never go against the family. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> why you go against the family? Because it keeps getting worse. <laughs> no. Shane, you breaking my heart. No, it's half Russian. Shane, <laughs> you breaking my heart. Never go against the family. You're breaking my heart. Jake Paul was on a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> Anyway, God bless him. I'm not upset. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny opportunity to do my well-traveled, well-seasoned Godfather accent. we keeping that one in the pocket for a while here at the office. Yeah, I've been <laughs> working on my Godfather accent for a long time. So did you change your mind about Jake Paul or anything? What? No. I, never th- I, uh, I kind of always suspected that Jake, deep down isn't a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, I had that impression when I sat here with him. And I thought, you know, because I, I had a conversation with him outside, off camera. And I was like, dude, tell me straight. We were walking to the bathroom together, and I was like, and this was during their heyday when they were really competitive. I was like, tell me him straight. And Logan. Yeah. Do you How are you guys? Because it seems really toxic. And he's, And he said, Honestly, it's really bad. We honestly really hate each other. Yeah. And he told me that in complete earnestness off camera in the hallway. He's like, it's really bad, honestly. You can tell that the comp- competitive it's, mentality is real. Well, apparently, Logan actually really fucked Jake's ex-girlfriend, like, for real, and then made, like, a diss track about it. But Jake was like, dude, like, <laughs> like, act, like, I know that's, like, good for views, but that actually really hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these guys are fucking twisted. Crazy. Yeah. But apparently Jake actually gets into a lot of this stuff, so I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. But uh, if you can hit me with that music one more time. Shane, I, I, what I, do, I bring you in here. We talk. We sit across the table. What I do? What do I do to deserve this kind of disrespect from you? Shane, this is getting better. Shane, what do I do to deserve this kind of disrespect? You know, I bring you here. You sit across the table from me. We talk. We have a good time. What do I do? Elis, give me the crickets. I should have. Yeah, you fucked up. (coughs) Moving on. Bill Cosby, there's a new sitcom coming out on NBC, which is a really ballsy play on their part. (laughs) Bill Cosby goes to prison for sexual assault. I was like, wow, that's a really edgy idea. Um, Wait, hold on. It's not a sitcom? No. Bill Cosby in handcuffs after getting over three years in prison for 2004 rape? Wait, I thought this... Oh, man, I thought it was just a sitcom. What? Welcome to Papa's house. Yeah. Welcome to Papa's house, a.k.a. prison. The clink. Um, Isn't it crazy to see him with handcuffs? Dude, it is the weirdest timeline. Can we just reflect on the fact that 81-year-old Bill Cosby, worth $400 million, Mm-hmm. America's most beloved entertainer, Jello eating, Coke sipping, Bill Cosby, not, is going not to not just America. It's like internationally, worldwide. yeah, is going to prison at 81 years old for rape. 
<laughs> Fuck! That's the weirdest timeline imaginable. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He was convicted in April of drugging and sexually assaulting Andre Constand, who testified that Cosby violated her at his Pennsylvania home in 2004 after she came to him for career advice. She, he was sentenced to three to ten years for sexual assault. He has to register as a sex offender. He's classified as a sexually violent predator online. And they need to inform all their neighbors that a sexually violent predator lives in the area. That's a lifetime registration, although I don't think his life is going to be that much longer. 81 in prison. He's in general population, too. A lot of people are like, ah, he's going to get preferential treatment. Listen to this. Um... He's in general population, and he's so famous. You know what they're doing? Because when he talks to his wife in prison, they have speaker phones, and, like, everyone around can hear. Oh, is that how it is? Yeah, it's all monitored. Because it's a fucking prison, you know what I mean? They always, in the movies... (laughs) So everyone can hear. Yeah, If you're near, or if you're the police, if you're working there, you're Mm. listening to what they're talking about. Yeah. And so people are paying. They want to know everything he's talking about with his wife. What? So all these tabloids are are publishing everything he's talking about with his wife. They can do that? Well, that's how they found out. I mean, no, I'm sure it's probably illegal, but people are getting paid. Um, Here's some of the anecdotes that came out of those phone conversations. Um, In a phone call with his wife, Cosby recounted that a hot dog bun was thrown at his face. Oh, my God. Uh, Cosby, who was legally blind, said he fell down a flight of stairs because he wasn't being guided and was without his cane, which was apparently taken away along with his shoelaces by correctional officers over fears that he may harm himself. Cosby told his wife, grab the checkbook and hire anyone and everyone who could get him out as soon as possible. This motherfucker is worth 400 million bucks and... This, that money cannot save him. This article says he said, I think I'll harm myself. No, the officials think he'll harm himself. I mean... Oh. Cosby tells wife officials... Oh, he he told his wife that officials think I'll harm myself. Mm. Because they took away his cane and his shoelaces. Which, okay. I, as I understand, is normal. Mm. But, God damn. Can you imagine you're just, like, in prison and you're like, Oh, it's Bill Cosby. No. (laughs) Hey, Bill! (laughs) Oh, and here's another great one. His first meal in prison, vanilla pudding. You put the pudding in the... You put the hot dog bun in the face and the pudding in the mouth. Really showing off your impressions today. Yes, my impression. It's the impression experience. The H2 podcast impression experience. Hey, but Shane, how could you do this to me? You put the pudding. You came here, I gave you pudding, and you said, I podcast. How am I doing? Crossover impression? Top 10 anime crossovers right there. Um, so I think it's so pathetic. God, Bill Cosby in prison at 81. Fuck. So weird. People are throwing hot dog buns at his face. Like, like that's maybe the biggest fall from grace of all time. Like Shakespeare 
the Greek mythology have stories of from king to peasant. I mean, this is a literal story of being mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, beloved, powerful, rich beyond imagination, yeah. to inmates throwing hot dog, stale hot dog buns at your face. Damn. Well, the guy was a uh, fucking yeah, prolific well, predator. Yeah. The stories of what that guy did was really remarkable. I mean, really astounding stuff. Actually, I actually have some clips. Um, this one is really incredible. It's a clip of from his old show, The Cosby Show, beloved by all, where he talks about um, he's doing a barbecue, and he's like, and his wife was like, isn't it so nice how everyone's getting along after they're fighting? And he goes, and it's, it's, the secret is my barbecue sauce. She's like, oh, you're kidding. He's like, oh, dead serious. <laughs> and he, like, doesn't smile. His face is, like, deadpan. He's sinister <laughs> sounding. And he continues, he goes, oh, no, I'm dead serious. You ever notice when you have my barbecue sauce that everyone gets happier and gets a little too fondly i'm dead serious and and he continues and she goes stop it and 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 you almost feel like she's being creeped out but <laughs> and through this she's like stop it and he's like no i'm serious i've got the clip That's i'd like clip? to show you yeah well, let's watch it um and then at the end of the clip the kids are eating the barbecue and he comes and takes it away from them real fast <laughs> implying that they're that it is not a joke and so here, let me let me. I mean, this shit is is unbelievable. It really is truly something. Um, BB, uh, Bill Cosby special BBQ sauce. I wonder if he was. This is definitely an anecdotal from his real life outside the show. I love your neck, honey. <laughs> well, uh, Watch his face. It's nice yeah. to see them work things out for themselves. They haven't worked anything out for themselves. It's my barbecue sauce. <laughs> Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people you have see? some of my barbecue sauce? After a while, when it kicks in, they get all huggy buggy. God. Look at his face. Oh, stop. I'm dead serious. Haven't this you is ever a confession. noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. It's a threat. She's like, tell me you're kidding. I got a cup of it, I said. You see that? I it up there breathing. That's how he talks to his victims. give the chicken to these people. Let's go on up and have some sauce. What's funny? He's threatening her. So here's the rest of the chicken, you guys. And she's down. There you go, you see? He's like, no, 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 no. There's fucking actually date raping that. Oh my god. <laughs> What's that? Isn't that fucking insane? That's so weird. I mean, wow. How is that like family content, you know? I think it was just like <laughs> wacky at the time. Yeah. But the, the actual insinuation. With the new context. <laughs> well, even the context at the time is that he's put a drug in the bar. I mean, there's no yeah. other way to. S- they haven't worked anything out for themselves. <laughs> it's all in my barbecue sauce, you see? Oh, stop it. Oh, stop anything. 
In fact, I got a big bucket of barbecue sauce in the room. Are you coming up, or do I have to force you? And so somebody, of course, some, some genius, um, his name is uh, Yeet God, made an edit that I'd like to share with you guys that really captures the moment more accurately, I would say. Let's see. I love your neck, honey. Well, uh, it certainly is nice to see them work things out for themselves. Take out the laugh track. They didn't work anything out for themselves. <laughs> Shit. Your barbecue sauce. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? Huggy-buggy. That's so stop. crazy. Oh, stop. Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? Let me tell you something else. It's frankly disturbing. Yeah, it's disturbing. Listen to this. It's a threat. Look how he's, look at his body language. Yeah. I got a cup of it, I said. I got a cup of it, I said. Why don't you give the chicken to these people? Let's go on up and have some sauce. If this was a scene from like a horror. So here's the rest of the chicken you got. Where he's like a serial killer or something. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they played this in court during his trial. <laughs> Yo, like, we got a soundbite. The uh, lawyer said, like, you know, in every joke, there's a little bit of truth. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good legal argument. <laughs> yeah. We got a soundbite some of these barbecue sauce clips. I feel like these have uh, perpetual use. I love this barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's Plur- so weird. I'm telling you, that was <laughs> the scream. Yeah, that was courtesy of Yeet God. Actually, you know what? I don't know how long the story's been uh, been in the news, but this is eight years old. Whoa. Not eight. Sorry, I'm. I just oh. literally dyslexia out. Dyslexia out. Three years old. Actually, you know what I did? I cut the eight in half in my mind because uh-huh. it's three half of eight like literally if you cut it in half you see a three yeah so you completed the three i completed the three in my mind i know it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um really incredible stuff is it not pretty nuts Ela, i'm gonna say this to you whenever i want to get it on no you're, you're not i'm gonna be like the barbecue smells <laughs> i said why don't we go on upstairs and have some clip of that scream Either I've got the barbecue sauce, I said. It's a new meaning of lube it up. What, what do I have here? Either you want to go, it's all the sauce, you see. Feeling a little sleepy, a little uh, unconscious, a little uh, amnesia, either. Yeah. It's all in the sauce. Play some creepy music, guys. Play, it's all in the sauce, you see. Either you feeling uh, a little sleepy, a little amnesia. You gonna lay down, close your eyes, forget it all happened. You're kidding, right? It's all in the sauce. Oh no. No, it's all in the sauce. I guess we have no creepy music, eh? <laughs> oh. I feel like the moment's gone. I feel like I've not good enough. <laughs> um, all in the sauce. Wow. Welcome no. to Papa's house. Yeah, oh, he, that's a man that knows how to sauce a pie. <laughs> 
all in the sauce for him, too. Now, let's all give praise, by the way, to Hannibal Burris, who... Yeah. Who, by the way, let's all remember that Hannibal did this explosive stand-up several years ago. Somebody just filmed it on their phone. everything. Right. It wasn't on Comedy Central or anything. He was just at a nightclub, and somebody filmed it on the phone and put it online, and it made headlines. Because Hannibal was like, fuck Bill Cosby, always telling black people what to do from like a, from like a, yeah. Pet is still always being like black, black people need to bootstrap themselves up like me. He's like he's a fucking rapist. Yeah. That was the first time I, I never heard, heard about that. it. I didn't know that. And he was like seriously go Google Bill Cosby rapist yeah. and see what you find. <laughs> and that was the catalyst that started this whole thing. Here, let's watch that. Did uh, that clip. also start me too in a way? Probably. I think I mean that was really a prolific not prolific, but it was a monumental it may have, yeah. Yeah. Hannibal. Goddamn. 13. Oh, and it's even worse because Bill Cosby has the fucking smuggest <laughs> old black man public persona that I hate. Just gets on TV. Pull your pants up, black people. I was on TV in the 80s. <laughs> I can talk down to you because I had a successful sitcom. <laughs> yeah, it was rape women, Bill Cosby, so. so yeah, but you rape women, Bill Cosby, so. <laughs> Yeah, you're a rapist. That's crazy that he broke that. And a great joke, too, by the way. Yeah. I think it was shocking at the time. People were like, what? It was so shocking. Well, that's a ballsy claim to make about anyone publicly. To be like, oh, yeah, but you rape people. It's like, what? You can't really say that. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> Dude's image, for the most part, is fucking public Teflon image. I've done this bit on stage, hmm. and people don't believe people think I'm making it up. <laughs> I'm like, Bill Cosby did a lot of rape allegations. No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. So crazy. From this one stand-up. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's really incredible stuff. So shout out to to Hannibal. Um, goddamn. Well, let's throw it to a break. We will be right back after these messages from me out of my mouth. Uh, from the sponsors on a paper through my mouth to you we keep them fresh we keep them funny we keep them exciting so you're not going to want to skip it because it's really fun and exciting really entertaining copy reads we'll be back after that to talk about drake creeping on millie bobby brown some papa john updates and so much more so please stay with us on the h3 podcast fully enlightened shade how could you do shade disrespect me like that <coughs> experience <laughs> thank you to Captera for sponsoring us we're all bound to face unexpected hurdles at work don't let finding the right software be one of them 2019 is quickly approaching and you do not have time for unexpected hurdles to derail you all right Captera is a website 
that organizes all the software you need to get the job done. They got a free ebook for you called The Big Book of Free Software, which you can download for free at capterra.com slash h3. Capterra.com is a free resource to help you find the software you need for your business. And with helpful information on over 300 different software tools, their big book of free software, I said big, Hila, really big, can help you find a completely free tool to test today. And it's absolutely free, so you won't have to ask your boss for a penny. I can tell you right now, these guys ask me for a penny, F no. I say go to Captera, it's free there. Dare you to ask me for money, Ian. Ian's a good kid. I like him a lot. Whether you're looking for a new project management tool, recruiting software, and an email marketing solution, Captera's big book of free software has got something for you. Visit captera.com slash h3 today to get your free copy of the big book of software. That's captera, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash h3. Captera.com slash h3. Now, many people say that Jesus was nailed at the cross, but actually, he was never nailed to the cross. That's revising of history. What he was nailed to was the court, <laughs> because it is that profound. And people think that he bore the cross in suffering and pain, but actually, the truth was that he took the two quips apart and dual brushed his mouth. Whoa. Up to heaven and eternal bliss because this is the best toothbrush you will ever put in your mouth now Here's the deal it vibrates it tells you when to switch sides It helps you keep your dirty disgusting mouth kissable and fresh and clean take it from me I went to the dentist for a cleaning in the first time in three years I said dentist I come out of here every time clean as a whistle he looked at me in the eyes He says well, let's see check 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 and he fist bumped me <laughs> the dentist fist bumped me because my mouth <laughs> is that clean I can endorse this product. This is the only toothbrush I'll use. It's got the softest bristles in the game. It's electric to make sure you get the best brush possible. It keeps track. I mean, what more do you need to say? I endorse this product. I love this product. And it can be yours right now for just $25. You go try to buy an electric toothbrush at this caliber for $25. Get out of town. You're not going to find it for less than $2,000. That's an exaggeration, but they're very expensive. Go to getquip.com slash H3 right now and get your first refill pack free of a quick electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free. Free at getquip.com slash h3 g e t q u i p dot com slash Kobe h3. No, Kobe. No, obviously, <laughs> it's just getquip.com slash h3. <laughs> you guys know that I love MeUndies because it is the softest, most luxurious underwear on the market today. You're using those nasty old cotton underwear that you've been using for 10 years that your parents bought you when you went off to college and you still haven't got new underwear. Well, now's the time. Let me show you how comfortable MeUndies is. This whole time, I've been sitting having a mega wedgie, <laughs> sitting comfortably with this shoved up my balls and my ass. And that's how soft and luxurious and flexible and breathable it is that I could sit here during a mega wedgie and not even, uh, you know, can you cover think your twice. breasts? No, yeah, yes, I can, you know. <laughs> it looks, you know, I mean, I'm fine with that. So that's a real time demonstration, and I don't think you need any. I think the copy speaks for it. I don't need to say anything else, but I will because they're going to make, they make me do that. 
membership. They've got a new membership plan, guys. Mm. Members pay less for everything on the MeUndies website and special member pricing. That means if you want a second pair of MeUndies, a bralette, or lounge pants, you'll pay less than anyone. Membership comes with no strings attached. You can switch styles, skip the month, or cancel any time. Guys, you know I love these underwear. They come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't love them, you send them back, they incinerate them, and you get a full refund, guys. It's simple as that. We've got an offer for our listeners. Mandy's got a great offer for first-time purchasers. When you purchase any MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. That's a no-brainer, folks. Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable underwear you'll ever give yourself an atomic wedgie all the way up to your nipples, folks. That's right. Do get 15% off your first pair. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Go to MeUndies.com slash H3, folks. That is MeUndies.com slash H3. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you had a great time during that commercial break, which we try our best to keep fresh and exciting every time. By the way, what do you guys think of a little preview of Teddy yeah. Fresh? The new hoodie? This is part of the winter collection, right? Next year. Oh, this is next year? I thought Working this was Working on 2019. Wait, I thought, well, at any rate, new logo, the TF3. Yeah. Let me, actually, let me know what you guys think about it. I fucking love this. And the fit <laughs> is amazing. We have a new manufacturer who's like crushing it with this stuff. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love it. Yes, Ela. Ela's been working super hard on all this stuff, and it's really nice to see it all coming to fruition. This it's is so some hard. The... You have to work like a year ahead of time. Yeah, and that's like impossible. So we're trying to catch up now. Right. So we're trying to work all on all 2019. Yeah. And it's like, how? What? Well, that's, How do you plan now for next winter? Yeah, I know. It's a crazy <laughs> thing, but I want you've been working so hard. <laughs> you and and uh Elo works closely with two we have two Teddy Fresh employees that are yeah. and they're really having a great thing. And I mean this I love this. And Oop. I love the new logo. We worked really hard kind of trying to concept some new logos. We wanted like a like a strong branding element that wasn't a teddy bear. Yeah, and I, I think wanted this is to amazing. I wanted to not always have to use the teddy bear and have something more graphic, right? Like the TF. Yeah, you've got to. It's like you got to, <clears throat> but that I don't know. It's just it is a home run, <laughs> and I love how the um the hoodie has like the inverted colors, mm -hmm. like the inlay is different color. It's so cool. Are you also wearing our shorts? Oh yeah, <laughs> Ethan and the. It's uh... <laughs> enough sucking on the uh, <coughs> Drake. 31 years old, hip-hop mega-superstar Drake. Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. the <laughs> extremely famous 11 from Stranger, Stranger Things, uh, 14 years old. Um, it turns out that they are, I don't, not in a relate, not, um, they're no. friends. Yeah. And I find it interesting. But not only you. Um, Everyone on the internet. No, yeah. Well, and for good reason, I think, because <laughs> I find it. Now, first of all, now, sp speaking as a 33 year old man, I'm close to Drake in age. How old is he? But, uh, 31. Okay. Now, what purpose, what value would you get out of texting a 14 year old girl? I'm not really sure. Not much. I'm not really sure. I 
not I can't say. But then when when she goes on to describe their relationship, I not only raise one eyebrow, I raise both of my eyebrows. At first I heard about it because I think he invited her to a show and there was like a picture of them together and it was all cool. Right. It was clear that he's a fan of her. Yeah. Which, you know, who's she's not? Cool. Like it's she, She's like such a badass on the show. Yes. And she was a fan of him. So well, all good. Yeah. But then now it's like. <laughs> well, she did these interviews where she's getting into details of like, we text and we talk and he says that I miss you so much and I tell him I miss him. Yeah. And I imagine him, <laughs> him, him at home being like, no, shut up. <laughs> you know, stop. <laughs> um, and there's another one where she's like. Somewhere. I met him at a hotel, and then we went out for dinner, and then we were hanging out every night for three days, <laughs> and now we text each other all the time, and we yeah. love each other, and I'm just like, whoa! <laughs> and, and he's, he's just, giving her advice on, like, boys and dating. Yeah. And, and he's just got to be at home being like, God, no. All I'm saying is, Drake, be careful, because Papa's house <laughs> does, not does not, we don't need another... <laughs> We didn't Welcome want, to Papa's house. Papa's house. Don't need another uh, inmate. So here, let's watch some of these videos. This is the first video that came out of her talking about him. Let me throw this up. <laughs> My adult. This is um, a little excerpt of the video for you. Crush. He's not my crush. Okay. Let me get this straight. He's like a brother. He's okay. a brother. I met Drake in an Australian hotel. I was touring, and he was touring too, and he, honestly, his manager just came up to my dad and said, Drake loves the show, come to a show tonight. And I was like, oh my goodness. And my dad, honestly, he was on T-Mobile, he was on the phone to T-Mobile trying to get us Wi-Fi for um, Australia. He was like, I don't know who Drake is. And I was like, are you joking me? Drake? He wants to see me? And I was like, Okay, we're going. So I like got my outfit prepared and went there and and he was such a fanboy and I was such a fangirl that we and honestly we text all the time now. He helps me with everything, like just life lessons. Um he's amazing, he's a great human being. And we went to dinner afterwards and we had dinner the next day and then we met in Sydney. Hotline Bling is one of my favorites mm. all <laughs> the part where she goes, We met for dinner and then we kept meeting for dinner. <laughs> Texting all the time. Texting all the time. I mean, again. It's just, I feel like from her perspective, I see why she doesn't think it's weird she's at all. She's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, and she thinks she's an adult. Like, you know, she at that age, you're like, yeah. I'm an adult. Like, what's I know different? everything <laughs> at 14, yeah. yeah. And she definitely has that air. She's a sweet girl. She's amazing. But you can tell she thinks. Well, she's very mature, 14-year-old, sure. too. Yeah. But... Being 30 years old. Being 31. And from our perspective, it looks really weird. Us being closer in age to Drake. Do you love me? Are you riding? <laughs> Do you have a cell next to Cosby? <laughs> Do you love me? Yeah. And so, anyway, that's part one. Okay. That's fine. Um... Kiki, are you 14? Do you love me? Do you have a prison cell next to Cosby? Um, so that's part one. Welcome to Papa's house. <coughs> Here's part two. This one just, I guess, what came about out. Your relationship? What about your relationship with Drake? Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. People are such stooges, these, uh, 
red carpet fucking interviews. Yeah. And they like don't bat an eye. They're like, oh yeah. yeah. Tell me about your relationship with Drake. <laughs> what about your relationship? <laughs> what about your relationship with Drake? Relationship with Drake. Tell me about your friendship. How did this all come about? I love him. I met him in Australia, and um, he's honestly so fantastic and a great friend and a great, uh, great role model. You know, we text, we just text each other the other day, and he was like, "I miss you so much." I was like, "I miss you more." He's coming. He's like, "No, don't fucking say that." <laughs> well, that just shows how how innocent and immature she is. Mm-hmm. First him. You uh, you cannot, as a 31-year-old man, text a 14-year-old girl that's not related to you, I miss you so much. Mm-hmm. Cannot. And the fact that she doesn't understand that so little yeah. that even to her saying that doesn't look weird. Um, no, is, she, is she, I think she even made like a statement about it. Really? Just like uh, you guys can't tell me who... Can be my friend. Uh, sure. Just stop making it awkward. Okay. But that's why I'm saying I don't think she can understand at her age how weird it is. No. No. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I feel you know. Yeah. What can I say? A lot of people say he's grooming her. Mm-hmm. It's just such a weird state. I don't know the that whole concept. term. What is grooming? Basically, her? what it means is that like he's preparing her for when she turns eighteen. So that he can legally hit it. That's gonna be if apparently he four years of dedication. Alleg- yeah, allegedly, he's done that with a some kind of sixteen-year-old girl. Ian was Ian's the keeper of culture and knowledge. I, I don't want to get the, the facts mixed up, but allegedly, and this is from a secondhand report, but there was some sti- sixteen girl he met when she was sixteen, yeah. and when she turned eighteen, they started dating. Really? Yeah, allegedly. And I may be false. So, again, take everything I say here as pure fact and not speculation. <laughs> Kiki, are you riding? Are you 14? Welcome to Papa's house. The other uh, wrinkle in all of this mm-hmm. is like people are saying um, he's just helping her out because he was a child star too. Right. Okay. Mm. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's, like the that's a sweet that's a sweet angle. Here, you want to see what she? Yeah, what she say? Yeah. Why don't I see? Oh, you got him close to your window. Let me finish this. Okay. Uh, let me see what. Atlanta, so I'm definitely gonna go and see him. I'm so excited. Yeah. You and Drake. That's yes. awesome. That's awesome. Yes. What advice does he give you? Like, what does he nice say? Nice contribution, uh, dude. About boys. He helps me. What? Yeah, see, yeah. And then it's like, why does it always got to go there? <laughs> Drake's like, damn, we talk about other shit. <laughs> why do you got to go there? We always talk about boys. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's wonderful. I love What's him. What's his advice with boys? You know, that stays in the text messages. <laughs> this is like... All right. So, there so, you go. What else we got? Here. So she said, why you got to make a lovely friendship your headline? You guys are weird, for real. I'm lucky to have people in business expand. Yeah, she, I mean, again, like you said, she just, she, yeah, like you said, you know. Interesting. But but the the child star angle is is a valid defense, you know. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not accusing the guy of anything. It's just a little fuck. You know, but it's hard to explain the him texting her, I miss you very much. Yeah. She's like, and he initiated it. She was like, he texted me out of the blue, I miss you very much. And I was like, I miss you too. Mm-hmm. I was just reciprocating. 
Kiki, are you 14? <laughs> are you riding? Get some quaaludes in that jello and let's get um <laughs> barbecue sauce. Head on upstairs. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Drake and Millie Bobby Brown. Next up, we've got stories for days, folks. This is the H3 podcast experience. We've got stories for days. We've got the best stories, people. This is my Trump impression now. We've got the best stories, people. The best. Okay, you uh, come here. Once you do a Trump impression, this show is really gone I'm not down criticizing hill. him. I'm just doing an impression. Listen, we've got the best stories, people. <laughs> I got the hand motion, right? We've got the Believe me. We've got the best stories. Believe me. Doing a Trump impression is like... There's so many bad ones. Unlike mine. <laughs> <laughs> the hand mo... It's a really fun impression because of all this. The show has really gone downhill. Yeah. Well, along with everything else that I made, <laughs> so, so I'm fucking right there with you. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. The H3 podcast... Believe me, the H3 podcast is the best, okay? They've got the best stories, the best people. Uh, take it from me, okay? I would know. Trust me. It's the best. Was that good? I mean, obviously the voice about is About as good work, as Jimmy Fallon's. No. <laughs> Colbert has by far the worst. Uh, I cannot stand Colbert's Trump impression. Mostly because he thinks it's so good, and he talks so slow. It's so slow. It's like... Oh my god, it's like, dude. Like, I think his, he talks like this. His intros are good, but then the impressions are so. It just slows the show down. Yeah. Uh, he, he talks like this. Uh, uh, believe me, the show is the best. I don't know. That's I'm, actually the best impression you've done so far is of Colbert doing Trump. Yeah. That's like really solid. <laughs> wow, thank you, Dan. Hey, there you go. I got something up my sleeve. I just need like three layers of separation from the source impression. And then it's good. Anyway, let's get the fuck on with it. Papa John is in the house. In an effort to distance themselves, dude, by the way, Papa John's, the company, is in like it's a war. mutiny. It's... I've been watching the show The Prophet. Yeah. <laughs> so the pro here, uh, this is gonna make sense in the end. Follow with me. So the Prophet <laughs> is this guy, uh, Marcus Lemonis, Lim and he's like this business guru. And what he does is he goes and invests in company and helps them become profitable. He sees the potential in them, but the business owners are really—they're just fucking dumb. I it's mean, like Nathan for you, and but real reality, right? And the problem is like. Usually the, the companies have an interesting product or an interesting market share or something like that that he can work with. But the owner is always just like, just so fucking stupid. Like, it's really a lot of common sense stuff. He's like, all right. So you guys, I see you profited half a million dollars last year, but somehow you still lost $300,000 in debt. And the owner's like, yeah, well, I bought a $300,000 truck to help promote the... Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> that or that's like, a true That's one. a real one. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like... Uh, he's got this big, like, truck standing outside of their office. Yeah, like, he's like, well, it's a half a million dollar truck. I got a big discount on it. <laughs> and Marcus is like, you got to sell the truck, dude. Well, I, I did a, sign up for that. A breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I did sign up for that. Or it's always like, uh, oh, man. It's always like, this is a really common one. 
he goes and talks to all the employees and they're all amazing and super hardworking. And they're like, yeah, he's never here. He just the never owner. comes here. The owner. He just never comes here. He's not involved at all. Oh, he's like, okay, so I need you to come to work five times a week. Oh, I did. Well, I did sign up for that. Okay. <laughs> it's always the same dumb shit. That's so, so. such a funny show. Well, anyway, my favorite episodes is when <laughs> it becomes a full-on mutiny, and it's so juicy. So he comes in at the request of the owner, and the owner is such a buffoon, he's so incompetent, that he makes a pact with the employees, and they all turn against the owner who called him and oust him. And then he gets all defensive because, like, often he'll give equity to the employees, and then it's like, and then they're always like, fuck you, you're not my boss anymore. Suck my <laughs> dick, I hate you. They then, actually have conversations like, like that. And it's so good. Where the owner will come in and he's like, I don't like how you're doing this, whatever. Yeah. And then the employee who now has equity will say, well, you're not my boss well, anymore. Well, guess what? Fuck you. Marcus <laughs> comes in and he's like, well, yeah, he's right. Fuck you. You suck. And then they, they always go like, well, I, I, it's my company and I'm going to run it the way I am. And then Marcus is like, well, if you run it the way you are, then this business is going to be out of, you're going to be closing the doors in two days because you don't know how to run a business. And it's so great. So that's what's happening to Papa John. <laughs> There's a full on mutiny at Papa John's. He has been outed. His face is off all of the branding. Remember, Papa John built this company. He it's is the company. Papa John. It's his fucking name, right? But now it's Steve. Papa Steve's house. <laughs> Welcome to Papa Steve's house. So they're removing his face. <laughs> Even at the headquarters, they're doing a huge makeover at the headquarters where they're removing his face off the walls. I feel like it's not worth the money they're spending on all this. Well, they're betting. Well, they must be hurting. I guess. They're in like full panic mode. And so they've even gone as far as to remove the apostrophe from Papa John's. Papa John's International filed paperwork about the new spelling and brand imagery with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office in late August. Removing the possessive apostrophe in Papa John's would, in theory, provide a more distance between the company and its founder so it doesn't look like he owns the business. That is the dumbest shit. That doesn't it's make any sense. It's his fucking name. So it's Papa John's without an apostrophe. But it doesn't make sense. It's a it's a possessive yeah. S. His name is Papa John. So what is the S indicating? Like the, the basic grammar that I do know. It's not grammatically correct. <laughs> yeah, Ela's she's fluent in English and knows. <laughs> um. So anyway, the apostrophe is out. The face is out, and they have released this heart wrenching. Um, really powerful, moving. And did you do you like the new logo? No, looks so lame. It's not. That's not the Papa John I know and love. By the way, they are also removing the better ingredients, better pizza. I read. That's a classic. <laughs> you know. I, by the way, guys, it's just not that fucking serious. You're selling pies. <laughs> but anyway, save that because <laughs> they made this ad that they posted on their Twitter, and it's like a whole campaign about, like, uh, we're so sorry. We are so disappointed. We have to do better. And it's, like, the saddest, most emotional shit ever. And I would like to play that for you now, with your permission. Actually, I don't need your permission. You have no control over the show. <laughs> but uh, I hope you all enjoy. So 
they they compiled a bunch of tweets that they got. Um, you know what I wonder if it's really hurting their business or they or they're freaking out because they're getting like social media backlash. Well, the easiest way to tell know, like, is to look at their stock, mm. stock value, Papa John's. I mean, people. Oh, looks like they're. I mean, it looks pretty well. Actually, in the five days. Okay, hang on. Let me let me let me open this up. So here, this is the one year graph you guys can see. It looks like they took a big hit mm. recently from the Papa. Okay. Let's go to five years. Let's just get. Oh yeah, they took a big hit. Let's go max years. Let's see the historical data here. Okay, that's not that helpful. Let's go five years. So you can see. Do one year. One year. Yeah. Yeah. They took a big hit from Papa from Papa John. Wow. But they're climbing back, and I think yeah, I guess. See, it's hard to know if it's from their efforts or people are just over it and they want pizza people again. Just forgot. They just want pizza. You know. But they're like, no, it's the apostrophe. They're like, dude, that apostrophe is genius. <laughs> we we made a billion dollars. I just looked it up, and um, <coughs> I see an article that says it was from the beginning of August that their sales overall nationally was down seven percent. Okay, which, like, I mean that that is significant. I mean, it's not, not as much as I expected. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, it's not a huge difference, but it's okay. But the old logo is superior. I agree, just like their pizza. <laughs> anyway, um, here we go. We heard you. Papa John's. I am so disappointed in this company. I'll never order from you again. So it's like all this tweets. Papa John's. I'd rather have frozen pizza than racist pizza. (laughs) They're really owning it. Like they're actually like railing the original Papa. Because they're being like, we are racist. We were racist Mm -hmm. pizza. But that was that that guy. That was that fucking guy who made this company that we're all riding. Racism is disgusting, and I won't support it. Delete Papa John's. <laughs> nice name. Remember when we were actually making progress on civil rights issues? You expected better from Papa John's. Why does this? Why does so this have the music we. of like a suicide prevention? <laughs> it's like Papa John's. The company is on suicide watch. Yeah, Papa Steve. Papa Steve's on suicide <laughs> watch. You expected better from Papa John's. So did we. Hmm. What does he make of all this? Papa's sitting at home watching this shit. He must be furious. Yeah. Papa's in the house. What does Bo think of all this? A little too late on this. Blaming players for poor sales with dog whistle racism was a hack move. Yeah, it's just a bunch of these kind of tweets. I will not give you any more money. I don't know what, if anything, will do to earn my business ever again. Won't put another dime into Papa John's. It's crazy. <laughs> not support a company until you change your policies. Pitiful. Look in the mirror. Stop deflecting blame and do better. Thank you for your anger. They're so, it's almost like pathetic how like... Uh, <laughs> it's like, stand up for yourself, Papa John. Thank you for your anger. Thank you for your criticism. And thank you for your honesty. I'm going to call the police. I think Papa John's on suicide watch. I want to get an <laughs> officer over there to the headquarters make sure they're not going to hurt themselves. The whole company is the like whole company. depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. It's making us better. Just like our pizza. Better ingredients. <laughs> better pizzas. <laughs> we already have the best pizza. But your honesty is making us as people better. 
What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Papa John's sitting at home like, Papa Steve, what did I do to deserve this disrespect? Papa John's is my company. I built this company with my own hands. I tossed the dough, I made the ingredients. What did I do to deserve this disrespect from you? This, look at my son, Bo. What is my son, Bo, to do? He was meant to inherit this pizza empire. Hit me with that music, you guys, for Christ's sake. My son, Bo, was meant to inherit this pizza empire. Oh, seriously, Bo just lost, like, everything. Bo, my son, Bo, he's a good boy. He was meant to inherit this pizza His empire. whole life, he had to deal with his dad, but it was like, at least I'm gonna get this. Yes, <laughs> at least that, but now... Now Bo is not in the house and neither is Papa. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this disrespect from you? <laughs> Stevie, you were my trusted colleague and now I see that I cannot <laughs> trust you more than anyone. Uh, Papa, you're gonna remove the apostrophe. It's my company, it's Papa, it's in the name, it's Papa John. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this from you, my trusted brother, Stevie Papa? I sit at home and I think about my mistakes. I maybe I said the N-word on a conference call. <laughs> Who has it? <laughs> We've got the best pizza. I built it with my hands from the sauce. The sauce Alfredo sauce. <laughs> Stay in <laughs> just the, like my son Alfredo. The Fredo sauce. <laughs> Papa. And now I'm disgraced in the eyes of the world. The Papa. The Pizza King, Papa John's. The NFL doesn't love me. The Butter Garlic Sauce. Stevie, I love the Butter Garlic Sauce. And now, look at me. You're running ads on Twitter. Thank you for your ad. Never betray the family. I feel for you. As the godfather of Papa John. And now, what do you, what's next? You're gonna remove the pizza butter garlic sauce. <laughs> it's not the pizza pie without the garlic sauce and the butter. <laughs> That's my sauce. <laughs> I know that you're gonna get rid of the better pizza, the better ingredients. Ah. What did I do to deserve this? My only son. His inheritance is gone. Hit me with the Papa in the house. Welcome, Welcome to, Papa's to Papa's house. house. <laughs> well, you both did that. <laughs> oh my God, I could do that for hours. <laughs> Isn't want... The Godfather the best movie ever? It is. It really is. Because you, you mean I mean, yeah, that's really a controversial statement too, by the way. <laughs> that's really brave of you to come out and say that. So yeah, brave. Nobody else agrees with you on that. But I mean You act like it. you're saying... Uh, like really the best not just oh it's the best you know why it's the like best? is it really the best because i think it is well i'll tell you why it's the best and it's simple it's all and this is why i love casablanca yeah. so much it's just good acting a good story and that's it it's pure cinematic beauty it's beautifully directed acted and written there's no special effects there's no gimmicks it's mm -hmm. just beautiful cinema.
you know, and you're sucked in. It is. Every, from scene to scene, you are first, fully engulfed. I love the first, like, 20 minutes or whatever the with the wedding. You come to me. <laughs> Stevie, you ask to be... Is that his name, Stevie? I think it's Steve. Steve, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and you ask, can you be CEO? And I say to you, Steve. Steve Ritchie. Steve Ritchie, I say to you. What did I do to deserve this disrespect? My son, Bo, he was teased all throughout high school. He was meant to have this birthright, and you take it from him. Bo never did anything. What did my son, Bo, do? He was gonna, he was a pizza prince, and now he's a pizza peasant. You think Bo is gonna be like Michael and just like <laughs> ruthlessly take control of the Papa John's empire? That'd be amazing. <laughs> I want a three-part trilogy about Papa. <laughs> oh, man. Can you play that music? I just love it. The Godfather music? Yeah, I'm over it. Too late. <laughs> I just want to watch The Godfather now. I know. <laughs> the um, music. Did we watch enough of this? Yeah. Now, if you close this. Definitely. I have something Shake prepared. my head. Pray for you guys to do better moving forward. Well, well, we didn't finish it. Oh, I guess that's it. I love how they're posturing of like, we're on suicide watch. We don't have any plans or we're not telling you anything, just that we're on suicide watch. Yeah, there wasn't really a promise at the end to do better or anything, was there? It's just like... There is something like... What, the uh, values? You want me to open this? I hope, yeah. Oh, you got it open already? There you go. Yeah. Our core values. They They link to this. Yeah, this is it, so... You want me to read this? Here, hit me with the Godfather music. <laughs> I was appointed the CEO of Papa John's earlier this year. As the new CEO, I want to share the values that will drive the transformation of Papa John's. I stated my career in pizza business 25 years ago because pizza brings people together. Unlike that piece of shit, Papa John's, who has brought the foundation of everything we are to the ground. I found a home at Papa John's where people from all backgrounds work side by side every day. Papa John's has 120,000 corporate and franchise team members around the world. We stand for equity, fairness, respect, and opportunity. Our most important ingredient is people. Whoa, they have people in their pizzas? That's kind of a revelation. <laughs> um... When I became CEO, I want to do this in the Godfather voice, but it doesn't make sense. That's gonna to be too slow. It's gonna be. When like I a became CEO in January, Paul Bear moment. Time, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Diversity, equity, and inclusion became one of my top priorities. What began began as a committee of passionate team members has grown into a company. Wide effort to realize our values. He says. Uh, he says here. Wait, go up. I, when I became CEO. Diversity, equity, and inclusion became my top priority. What about selling pies, you fucking idiot? <laughs> are we running a... Are we running the ACLU or a pizza <laughs> franchise? Christ. An independent cultural audit. I, along with Papa John's leaders, visited Atlanta, Los Angeles, Dallas. Yada, 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 yeah. Recently, Papa's leadership team completed unconscious bias training. Wow, that sounds vulgar. Uh, recently, I'm uh, personally committed to adding more diversity 
Guys, it's fucking pizza. Just sell some <laughs> pies, for Christ's sake. Does anyone care? Uh, we're assembling a special advisory group comprised of nationally respected diversity, equity, and inclusion experts to help guide us. It's fucking pie. We're kicking off the development of two key long-term initiatives. Papa John Mi- Minority-Owned Franchise Expansion and Development Program. The fuck does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> They're just giving... Damn, Papa really did a lot of damage. <laughs> Now you're just giving away franchises. <laughs> what did I do? I said the N-word on a conference call and how old is. Look at that. Signed sincerely, Steve Ritchie, CEO, Papa Jones. This betrayal, I will never forget. Everyone's like, get on with it. All right. Whatever. Um, there you have it. Heart wrenching. <laughs> this the trilogy. Where are we in the trilogy? Is this part two or part three? This is part two. That's part two. When part three sucks. Like, so, falls apart. Part three is gonna suck, and it's gonna be weird. The new branding is gonna be weird, and everyone's just gonna forget about Papa. Yeah. You know the end of Godfather when he's like sitting outside and dies, and he, there's like the laundries on the line and he's like just chilling in his backyard retired <coughs> playing with the kids that's what papa john shatner is doing right now <coughs> he's about to have a heart attack and fall over and fucking die <coughs> well he'll always have the pizza mansion yeah what did i do kong oh man dude you guys are going to love this story this is honestly one of the best most cold-blooded, fucking cutthroat things I have ever seen in my life. Um, this Republican candidate for Congress. Um, I'm trying to think if I have it backwards. Well, anyway, this guy who's I don't I, don't, I forget whose party or what. That doesn't really matter. But a congressman is running, and his opponent goes to his family. Recruits five of his siblings, brothers and sisters, and they star in this hit job commercial against their brother. <laughs> They're called the uh, Gosards, and I'm I'm coining a new phrase right now. You just got Gosard <laughs> because I have never seen. It's so cold blooded, damn! <laughs> you got to see this. It's crazy. Fuck me. So these are all his siblings just talking shit on him, and then at the end they do a little doopy doop twist on you. Paul Gosar, the congressman, isn't doing anything to help rural America. Paul's absolutely not working for his district. If they care about health care, they care about their children's health care. They would hold him. You think to your account. family's fucked if up? If they care about jobs, they would hold him to account. If he actually cared. About people. Get in that the feel. So, so far, it it doesn't say that they're no, family. No, the twist. Oh, I ruined the surprise. Okay, okay. Because yeah, I ruined the surprise for everyone. <laughs> By the way, get out of that field. Like you, like you're actually in that field all the time. Oh, you <laughs> caught me out in the field in nature. <laughs> oh, hi there. Was just in nature. Jennifer. Arizona. I bet he'd be fighting for social security. For better access to health care, I better he. I bet he would be researching <clears throat> what is pissed. the most insightful water policy. How can you be so angry in a field? Help the environment of Arizona sustain itself and be successful. 
and he's not listening to you, and he doesn't have your interests at heart. My name is Tim Gosar. David Gosar. Grace Ooh. Gosar. Joan Gosar. Gaston Gosar. Jennifer Gosar. Paul what? Gosar is my brother. My brother. And I endorse Dr. Brill. Dr. Brill wholeheartedly endorsed what? Dr. David Dude. Brill for Congress. Is that <laughs> fucking cold? This guy, Dr. Brill, don't ever pit me against him. Dude, that guy is cold-blooded. Dr. David Brill. What do you have to do to message. your siblings? Dude, I don't know what that guy's technique is, but he's up to some fuck. Like, Dr. Brill was like, I'll make him on offer. He can't refuse. <laughs> what the? That's. Dude, he got Gosard. <clears throat> the first ever Gosarding. Gosarding. When your whole family, when all of your loved ones close to you betray you. <clears throat> Interesting stuff, huh? I love the top comment on the YouTube is. um... The ghost or Thanksgiving this year is going to oh, yeah. be awkward. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> God. Seriously, someone said, this is the new Game of Thrones Season 8 trailer. <laughs> Brutal. This shit is unbelievable. <clears throat> like, fuck. Like, even if you hate your brother, right? Even if you hate your brother, your brother sucks and you disagree with him politically and he's running for office. <laughs> I mean, really? Are you going <laughs> to go and feature, like, five of them, not one? That's such a badass, like, little promotion video. <coughs> how did they even put, how did Dr. fucking evil put that together? What's his name? <laughs> Brill. Dr. Brill. How did they even arrange that, right? You know what I mean? Who came up with it? They woke up with a horse head in their bed. <laughs> and Dr. Brill sent them a calling card. I'll make them an offer I can't refuse. <clears throat> Listen, ghosts our family. Hit me with the music. <clears throat> Listen. Gosas, you're gonna star in this ad about your brother. You may not like it, but you'll understand. And there'll be come a time when I will do a favor for you. It's getting tough to do that. I think one. your throat is saying. Yeah. Where your throat is over it. My throat is over that bit. <laughs> yeah. As is everyone listening. <laughs> mm. The comments on this video are so funny. Fucking ghosts are, man. Hey, hi, gang. <clears throat> hey, gang, it's me, Dr. Brill. So I'm running against your brother for Congress, and I was just hoping if you would all be um, available to fucking destroy your brother publicly <laughs> in my commercial. Are Absolutely, you, doctor. Are you a savage? Are, are you guys savages? <laughs> I'm a total savage. You know what? I gotta tell you. I don't know anything about the guy they're shitting on, but this Dr. Brill scares the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm not sure I want him in office. Because that's the it's coldest so cold. shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, even if you can get all those siblings to make a video about but them, that twist. I know, and it was made, like, artfully. <laughs> Right? Like Shakespearean. <laughs> but like, even if you could make this, do you really want to be that guy that like tore the family apart for a good political ad? You know what I'm saying? It's cold. I feel like, like we need the backstory of what's going on in that. Either where, way. Where is this? A fucking uh, Arizona. Those motherfuckers yeah, are crazy out there in Arizona. <laughs> Shit. I am Dr. Brill, and if you don't vote for me, I will kill you. I'm Dr. Brill, 
and I will kill your whole family if you do not cast your vote for me this uh, coming September. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Dr. Brill. The coldest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. I will, I will, I will not hesitate to hit those drone murder buttons. You know how there's like drones in Afghanistan <laughs> bombing people? And I endorse this message. I endorse, I will click those drone murder buttons so fast. <laughs> that was a huge controversy when Obama was president. Because mm. <clears throat> he had all these drones in Afghanistan just like dropping bombs all day. So he's love. Brill is loving that. I will. Add, my name is Doctor Brill, and I pledge to drone strike American citizens in the United States. <laughs> I am cold blooded as it gets. <clears throat> I'm Doctor Brill, and you don't want to mess with me. Pretty much. I am Doctor Brill, and if you run against me, I will ruin your whole life and tear your family apart, and then drone strike your house. <laughs> if I'm elected. This guy scares the shit out of me. Damn. Fucking crazy. Craziest thing i ever seen. I mean, it's like, it's unbelievable. Anyway. What else we got? <laughs> um, the next story is great. Um, this is a quick one. I love this. This, this could only happen in Russia. <laughs> Woman buried in Russian graveyard is given a five-foot-high tombstone in the shape of her favorite iPhone. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> that's real. I, apparently, that's real. I don't believe it. I almost don't believe it. But there you have it. <laughs> Only in Russia, right? Only in Russia. Nowhere else in the whole <laughs> world could anything like that happen. I mean, there you have it. Rest in peace. <laughs> there it is covered in snow. And I and the back. iPhone on the back. <laughs> it even has, it's like really realistic. It's got yeah. the buttons and everything. Does it have a case? It might have a case on it, yes. There she is crushing it, crushing it, and crushing it afterlife as well. It's so crazy. It even has a Q, what do you I call this? I love that, the barcode. Yeah, it's got a barcode. Give it a scan, I don't know what. <laughs> crushing it. Yeah, this girl's amazing. So that's that. I didn't really know some more than that. I just thought it was interesting. <clears throat> um, apparently her father built the tombstone after her death. Dedicated to her. It's kind of a loving act, honestly. Yeah. Um, can I play you something? I get this voicemail from these fucking... I hate these people. They call me sometimes twice a day. And they do this thing where it doesn't even ring. It just goes straight to voicemail. Right? Hold on, let me find this fucking thing. And, um, tell me if you guys have heard this shit before. Or if it's just... Hey, it's Rachel. Um, actually just calling to let you know that the business line of credit I have pre-approved for you looks to be expiring soon. Um, actually at the end of the year. So it's as we're always the, the same exact quarter, message. I really just wanted to reach out to see Different if you have plans for the holidays and see if there's any way we can put this capital to use for you. Um, give me a call. We can go over rates and terms that I have available. I can be reached at 800-609-4517. No, give him a call. <laughs> or you can simply call me back on the number that popped up on your phone. Uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. God. Hey, it's Rachel. They usually say... Uh, actually, just calling to let you know that the business line of credit I have pre-approved for you looks to be expiring soon. They, what are they even talking They usually about? go... No, it's... Uh, they usually go, Ah, good news, Mr. Klein. You've been pre-approved for a million dollars of uh, credit. 
but it's expiring. Soon. It's expiring <laughs> soon, though. They've, I swear to God, they've called me a hundred times with a I got near good identical. news and I got bad news. <laughs> you won million. Please do dollars. not call and impersonate me, and open a line of credit in my name. Why did you? Just no, I'm kidding. I don't think they know anything name. about me except my name and number. Fucking assholes. Don't call them, guys. Now I wish that I hadn't played that. What else we got? Oh, your the, mom's house. <clears throat> this uh, scan code. Mm-hmm. It's like the new Ouija board. This is how you can call Communicate it. to the dead? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a funny observation. You can, like, open a chat chat room afterlife. Yeah. Looking good. Call up some ghosts. Love your uh, tombstone. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we were... F- uh, recently featured on Tom and Chris, Tom Segura and Christina P, the greatest married news couple in the tri-state area, better than us. Married what? News. You know, news. The Tim and Eric meme, you know. Oh. <laughs> um, these guys are so freaking awesome. I love them so much. They have a podcast, Your Mom's House. Yeah. Your Mom's House that we were on recently, and I had so much fun. You guys should go watch that. Just want to give them a yeah, shout out. It was Try it really out. great. <laughs> I also want to say thank you, everybody who sent emails to podcast at h3h3productions.com. I loved all the submissions, all the questions, all the videos, all the pictures, everything. Um, please keep it coming. Podcast at h3h3productions.com. If you guys have like reaction suggestions too that you want to send, I love everything. I love it. In fact, I have got some stuff that I would love to go over here with you today. On this one and only H3 podcast experience. <laughs> uh, what do we got? <sighs> From Emil Zang. Me and my buddy made... Oh, this is a new one. Yeah, this one's a little tricky. Let me see. Oh, these are all new ones. Okay. So wait, how does this work, Dan? You added this one at the top? I just added like two uh, last night. If you just scroll down a little bit, it'll be all the ones that you uh, uh, curated. Okay, I haven't seen these ones yet, so I don't want to put them up yet. Um, <clears throat> company, did you know... What the fuck? Oh, goddamn. Company, if, how's it going, boss? There's a group of people that don't nut for 100 days plus. The reasons are interesting with like your perspective from Gia. Uh, the NoFap is a community online I have heard of, and I am intrigued mm. by their activities. Now, these are people that believe that by not masturbating or looking at pornography, mm-hmm. they gain superhuman powers, <laughs> essentially. In fact, I pulled up, I was doing some research because I'm aware of the group, but this was one of the top posts of all time on the NoFap subreddit, and so this is what they outline happens to you when you do not masturbate. Over the course of 10 years, my god, 10 years, not fucking jerking your own filthy ass meat. Anyway, <clears throat> five minutes. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm five minutes. <laughs> your heart rate will return back to normal. Okay. Two to three days, guilt and shame seems like it is decreasing. Seven days, brain fog will lift, school will get easier for you. 14 days, prolacin, also known as, okay, they're getting scientific, starts to drop. 14 to 21 days, dopamine sensitivity increases. 30 days, craving and flashbacks will noticeably reduce. 30 to 60 days. Uh, Erection becomes rock solid and confidence keeps rising. 
uh, 60 days. You might stop giving a fuck what other people think about you. What, Eel? It's like when you buy a facial lotion or something, all the benefits <laughs> that they describe, right. like, right. everything you wish will happen. Diamond water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 90 days, considered a full reboot for most people. Confidence still rising. 150 days, symptoms of severe pied disappear or improve. I know what pied is, but I like the sound of that. 200 days, I feel like every girl wants to fuck me, and I started reading a Bible. What? I, I, this, as far as I can tell, isn't a joke. This guy found God after 200 days. Uh, one year, I don't even know why I was watching porn a year ago. Two years, now I have a girlfriend, amazing job, and I've never been happier. Really, all from not masturbating. Ten years, my life has just been amazing ever since I stopped masturbating. Um... That's 10 years I later, think this though. guy's dead serious, which is kind of funny and a little pathetic, but <coughs> if I'm uh, speaking frankly, there is an interesting theory in not masturbating because I do think that, like, porn addiction is real. And mm -hmm. I do think that, like, when you look at, like, looking at porn is really unhealthy because you do, it's like when you look at porn and you just nut and you finish real fast. It is kind of like a high, like you're, mm. you get this like, you know, if you're like in a bad mood or whatever. A lot of guys, I think, rely on like a, a quick jerk, a mm. quick porn watch as like a treatment to a bad mood. A lot of guys? Or a lot of guys I know. <laughs> I think it's very common. And so they'll watch some porn, they'll jerk one out real quick, and then you're like, uh, and then you get on with your day. But there is... Really, I think something to this idea that like your dopamine, your reward levels, mm. and shit get all whacked out, and it really is like an addiction. And so, I do think that there is probably some good benefits to at least not looking at porn. But I've also read that masturbating daily for guys is healthy because it helps prevent prostate cancer because mm. you're constantly, you know, pushing everything out of your tubes, mm. or if you let it sit there. Like, that's how colon cancer happens, too, because really? if you don't, the more you shit, the less likely you are to get colon cancer, because you don't want that stuff sitting there mm. for so long. It's the same theory with the uh, nut juice. <clears throat> so... So I am intrigued, but at the same time, I'm sure that it's probably not that serious. Are you gonna nofap? I mean, I'll go, I'll nofap for like a day. <laughs> I'm already at five <laughs> minutes. My heart rate feels pretty normal. Um, guilt and shame, definitely. That's two to three days, so I haven't reached that level yet. But we all get milestones. <laughs> my my best record so far is three hours. So I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I'd like to hear from a no fapper. I'd like to take a call from somebody who. Um, who who has gone a long time without masturbating to kind of hear their you know I heard something interesting about Mike Tyson what? when he <clears throat> used to go box when he was like young like god like boxer he wouldn't masturbate or have sex for like months leading up to his fight because it would get him all crazy hmm. kind of interesting that's interesting yeah um I'm interested you know they're called fapstronauts <laughs> by the way Swear to God, that's what it says <laughs> in their fucking description. Yeah, I don't know. Do any of you guys uh, back there, are you in any of this into this no-fapping Oh, stuff? definitely not. Absolutely not. What about Zach and Ian? Uh, guys? No, I mean, 
It's, it's looks like it's all now back here. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of uh, sheepish nose. Frequent masturbators. Yes, we all are frequent masturbators. I wonder how frequently do you guys masturbate? <laughs> eh, probably like once a day. And Zach and uh, Ian. Uh, Ian just said he's done it twice since the show started. So no, don't be. <laughs> I want. I'm. I'm genuinely curious. I'm taking a sample here. Once every two Once days. Once every two days. That's pretty Zach. conservative. That's conservative. Yeah. You're a young man. You should be jerking off like five yeah, times a day. <laughs> Zach just turned 21. <laughs> Ian, I want to know how much Ian masturbates. I feel like he's a sleeper. He's I feel conspicuously like, quiet. I feel like he here. jerks like eight times a day. <laughs> well, that's a little offensive. Well, how much? <laughs> be honest. <laughs> I don't know. 48 hour window. 48 hour? That's pretty responsible. I'm like once a day, I guess. When I was younger, there'd be days. Dude, when I was younger, there'd be like eight times in a day. <laughs> wow. Not that wasn't like common, but some days it's like your dick actually gets raw. Starts to hurt. Yeah, it's like, whoa, dude, you need to get a life. <laughs> but you but we've all been there, right? Nothing better to do. I, I get why these people <laughs> I get why these people, um I, like you said, you know, I uh, intellectually I see um that there can be some benefit to it, uh, especially with what you were saying about, you know, relaxing your reward center. And, yeah. And um, Well, and when you jerk off in the middle of the day, it can fuck your whole day up. You mm. know what I mean? Why? Because you just get so sleepy and lazy, and then all of a uh. sudden you're like, you just have no motivation because you jerked off in the middle of the day. It's like, and you're, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what do you, where do you go from there? Take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No fat. I'm intrigued. Good question. Thank you, Gia, for that uh, enlightening, vigorous debate. Thank you, and God bless you. Next up, from P. Layton. I work in the vape industry, and I always listen to your podcast while I'm here. As a fellow member of the nation, I would love to hear any commentary you guys have on the new FDA regulations for vaping products in regards to packaging and advertising and the law to ban flavors and the epidemic of teen vaping. Sincerely, XXX Vape Wizard 420XXX hashtag Vape Nish. <laughs> uh, great question. So, the FDA, this is actually quite interesting, and Dan, you would know about this because it affects you directly. Yes, is it that does. Um, the FDA is banning flavored vape yeah. juices? Because they say it appeals to kids. Mm -hmm. That is pretty much par for the course, in my opinion, because they did the same thing to alcohol and tobacco where they really restricted how they could market it because they didn't want it to, to appeal to kids. Yeah. And frankly, I do feel like vaping has become a really severe gateway uh, drug. I don't know if you want to say gateway. I, I don't know. Whatever. But I, there, I, I, I haven't seen it firsthand, but I've heard a, that a lot of kids in like middle school and high school walk around with these tiny little vape pens mm. and they're actually smoking um which i find pretty wild because it's almost like everybody stops smoking cigarettes they're all like yeah. we all understand it's not cool mm -hmm. it's really bad for you but now it's almost like there's a new problem where it's super accessible and everyone's like oh it's not as bad so it's okay yeah i think we don't really know how bad it is yet no, maybe it's not that bad no yet maybe it's not maybe it is i don't know but I think it's probably a good idea that, uh, I, what the fuck do I know? 
Dan, what do you think? I mean, I'm really of two minds of it because um, on the one hand, you know, I, I think it, you know, obviously it's bad. I, I don't know how prevalent it really is with kids. Like, is, is it more than when we were in high school? Uh, yes. Kids smoking cigarettes? It's more it, common. Apparently it's, it is extremely, uh, it's, it's, ve- it's like overwhelming hmm. from, from what I understand. Again, I'm, I'm not. So I mean, present that that is that is probably not good, <laughs> admittedly. But is it? I mean, banning the flavors is that really going to do anything to prevent that? You think? Like well, it's really about the flavors all these, specifically. Like, cute flavors like yeah, donut and yeah, whatever unicorn. You know what yeah. I remember when I was a kid? I would go whenever we come to L.A. My mom would take me to this candy store that I loved, and the one candy I would always get, I loved it so much, was bubblegum cigarettes. You believe this? What? And it was gum wrapped in like oh, paper. Oh, okay, yeah. And it had a bunch of powdered sugar, so you could go, <laughs> and it would puff out sugar. I think I and know. And I thought it. it was so cool. Yeah. I was smoking a cigarette. And I think I, I and like I forgot that it existed, and I, I used to love it too. Yeah, I loved it as a kid. And looking huh. back on that, it's like, whoa, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> that was my my favorite. I would go get it, and I thought huh. it was so cool every time. And those are banned. I now barely too, right? remember I'm it. I'm sure those are banned. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I love. So I don't know. I don't know. What the hell do I know? Thanks for the question. Uh, Half priced Teddy. Hopefully, that's not talking about Teddy Fresh because you ain't getting no half off, right, Elo? <laughs> Full price oh, Teddy Fresh. name. <laughs> yeah, half price Teddy. Uh, hey, my name's Josh. I've been a huge fan. You guys are the best YouTube channel. Best channel on YouTube. Thank you. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> thank you so much. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, well, not the biggest trend. I was wondering if you ever heard of a movement called Stop a Douchebag. It's a movement in Russia in which a group of people stop others from parking in illegal places such as sidewalks, railroads, by approaching them carefully. Sometimes they will blow up with huge amounts of ignorance and others will move straight to physical violence. If they don't comply, then they get a huge sticker on their windshield. They have a nice amount of subs and was wondering what you guys think. Does this solution even work? Is this productive? Or should there be other actions taken? Just curious. Thank you for the kind words, Josh. I believe he had said, and if I can quote him, you are by far the best channel on YouTube. Uh, from Josh, half-priced Teddy. You are by far the best channel on YouTube, he said about us. Um, thank you for that. So let's go. Actually, yeah, I do know about these guys, Stop a Douchebag. And actually, I pulled up the video and we can watch it together. Oh, okay. Let's, see. let's have a quick look here. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, apparently in Russia, it's a little more like, uh, you know, medieval. Like, motherfuckers just, you see this shit? They're crazy. There's traffic and yeah. these lunatics are just hopping up on the sidewalk. It's a little more, it's a little more lawless, mm-hmm. probably, in some yeah. places in Russia. So these guys are vigilantes, and they're like, dude, this is fucked up. This is our city, this is our sidewalk. Don't, you know, don't drive on the sidewalk. It's dangerous, right? So they call it Stop a Douchebag, and they're taking vigilante justice into their own hands, just like Batman, essentially. <laughs> Can I ask you why you parked your bus on the sidewalk? Uh, he says, it's a service bus. What? It's a service bus. I can't hear you, unfortunately. We are waiting for some people to get on, okay? Well, could you move your bus at least? 
You parked right on the sidewalk. People push their shopping carts here. He doesn't seem to give a fuck. You won't be able to get around. Or... Can you move your truck, please? Thank you. And they're asking the guy. And he does. So there you have it. Vigilante justice. <laughs> but sometimes the people are defiant. And I guess that's when it gets a little wild. Mm -hmm. um, there's a Mercedes that's on the sidewalk. They stop him. He said, oh, the guy says, this won't happen again. I'm late. I'm sorry. Okay. Back your car, please, they say. It's almost like the Catch a Predator vibe. <laughs> it's like, I wonder if yeah. they know these guys in Russia. Because he's like, oh, you caught me. It won't ever happen again. <laughs> I'm going to pull out. No, no, no. Back up. They're saying you can't. They're not letting him pull out. They're making him back up. There you go. All people are equal. All must drive back. So they send this guy back. The guy knew what was good for him, man. Let's see if this guy does. This guy is not having it, I can tell you right now. <laughs> like, the past guy was kind of sheepish. He was, like, kind of on the road, on the sidewalk. This mm -hmm. guy is fully occupying the sidewalk. There's a huge line of traffic, and this guy's driving on the sidewalk. I'm running late, she says, for a friend's wedding. I understand, but can you please back to the roadway? Guys, I need to be at the Riverville Station in 20 minutes. Yada yada, it's sidewalk. Uh, I'm late. Do you realize that you're on a footpath for the blind right now? I do understand, but sometimes things come up, she says. Oh, everyone's been really polite. No. Oh, she went around them. She just went around them. Oh, fuck. Oh, are they going to catch up to her? So she Oh, really? <laughs> so they're chasing after her. She went around them and booked it. Oh, and so what they do is they have these giant God. stickers that probably fucks their whole week up. <laughs> And I guess what it says in Russian is, I'm a douchebag. And it's this huge sticker that covers... The, the windshield. The windshield. So they pretty much can't drive. I gotta say, they <laughs> gave them a fair chance. It's very vigilante justice. Let's see how she reacts. <laughs> how do you take that thing off? Oh my god. She just keeps driving. They put it on the passenger side. They usually put it over the driver's side, I think. Let's see. Here we go. We got another one on... Oh, there's two. There's several cars. Oh there's God. a whole line. <laughs> Good day. Stop a douchebag movement. He introduces himself. Could you back out of your car, please? And there's actually a car behind him. Stop or I'll put a sticker on your windshield. Oh, he's he's pulling. He's, he's driving into them. He's trying to <laughs> yeah. run them over. Stop. They're saying, I'm going to put a sticker on your windshield. I'm going to give you fucking sticker now. So they put it. So this guy he's got it. Out. Okay. Now this is great. So these, by the way, this is 23 million views. So they put the sticker over the passenger side window. So there's really no way for him to drive until he mm -hmm. gets off and drive. Driver side. The, the driver. The driver side. So, yeah, this guy's totally fucked. So he's getting out of his car now. He's not happy. And he's got mil. He's got cargo military pants on. He's throwing his sandals out. He's getting ready to kick some ass in those sandals. This guy's scaring me, man. What's going yeah. on? This guy's fucking scaring me. Hold he's... on, let me grab the knife. Oh, he's got a weapon. He's got a weapon. He's got like a nunchuck. What the fuck? <laughs> with nunchucks? What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, ugly motherfucker. Where do I go? <laughs> oh, he took his nunchuck and threw it in the woods because there's like 20 of them. Oh, man. 
he's trying to get the sticker off, but it's not really coming off. Man, this guy's day is fucked. I don't care where I'm driving. Have you seen my fucking tags? Is this guy like Mafia or something? Damn, these guys are kind of hardcore, I gotta say. I know that there's like a lot of Mafia ties in Russia, so... Mm. I, I, these guys are pretty brave, I would say, to do this. I mean, I don't know much about Definitely. Russia, but... I mean, even regardless with the Mafia, there's just... You never know, this guy could have a gun and just... Or a nunchuck, in this case. Yeah. But they stood their ground, man. And these are, these are brave kids. I think these are brave kids doing a, a valuable public service. That's my take from this right now. And the, what the, the sticker is a pretty innocent but strong way of being like, fuck you. And they also give every... They, How do you take it off, though? <laughs> Goof off. Goof off. the only way. But what I like about them is they don't immediately throw the sticker on. They say, hey, mm -hmm. we're here to keep peace on the sidewalk. Can you please back up? And if they do, they don't fuck with their car. Yeah. So I think these guys have struck in a good balance of vigilante <laughs> justice here. He's saying, man, that guy's so fucked. How's he going to drive? His whole view is obstructed. He, and he continues to try to oh, drive forward. Another sticker. Oh, he's getting more stickers. So he continues to try to drive oh my forward. God. And they're putting more stickers <laughs> on his windshield. And they're actually laying on the front of the car. Damn, this guy's having a fucked up day. Oh, there's someone else in the car. Oh, a girl. Oh, his wife's in the car. Imagine oh being that girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. This guy. This is some shit. He's getting out. He's getting angry now. Oh, he's throwing Ooh. punches. Now they're throwing punches. Here we go. Ooh. Oh man, these vigilantes took him out. Let me help you up. Whoa, that's a humiliation. Wow, that was wow. that was amazing. The guy came out, threw a punch. <laughs> now they've got this one huge ass, like, you know in Rocky they have like the super like USSR boxer? They've got one of these guys. He's like the guy that confronts. So this guy came out through a punch. And this, Ivan Drago. Yeah, Ivan Drago basically body dropped him. And then he's like, here, let me help you up. <laughs> to complete the humiliation. Wow, this guy's day is fucked. There's three stickers on his windshield now. <laughs> I wonder who's I wonder what the police say when they come. Oh, here's what the sticker says. It says, I spit on everyone. I drive where I want. Stop a douchebag. That's what it says in Russian. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing stuff, man. <laughs> These kids are brave, and they're doing a valued public... That's a really cool. Cool. Thank you to Josh, who, by the way, said, you are by far my favorite channel on YouTube. So, <laughs> shout out to Josh. Um, Matt. That was the Duncan's one that we... Yeah, I wasn't sure. What... That's all right, I'm going to move on. Matt says... There was another bathroom habit I did that I realized was normal seven years ago. I was talking to members of my tennis team in my freshman year of college. Whenever I used a urinal or went pee, I would always whip out my balls along with my penis to pee. I would pull the waistband under my balls, and that always felt more comfortable and natural. And when I brought it up to my teammates, I realized I was the only one that did that among the team. I was so embarrassed... And I have since changed my habits, and I do not whip out my balls anymore to pee. But I miss it. Is this normal? Do you whip out your balls to pee, or just your your rod as well? I would love your thoughts. Well, Matt, I'm so happy that you brought this to me, because I feel like here, 
at the H3 podcast. We are smashing <laughs> taboos. We are bringing things out to light that people don't talk about. And we are normalizing behaviors that are normal and good and just. Now, before What I get do it, you do? now, le- before I get into <laughs> that, Ila, I want to say that we've converted a lot of people. A lot of people have been shamed to wiping their ass mm-hmm. from the back, which is clownish, it's ridiculous, it's not convenient, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have taken the time at home to sit and cup their balls and penis in their hand and to scoop under while sitting comfortably with the other hand. And mm-hmm. they found that that's a superior method. Now, I'm not going to tell you right now that the front way is superior, even though you have to be a fucking caveman to stand up and squat and reach behind your ass and wipe side to side to clean your asshole. I'm not going to tell you that I think Why one's superior. Stand up? But I'm just, what I am saying, Hila, is that I don't think that us front wipers need to be ostracized. I don't think we need to be outcast and demeaned because we okay. approach problems differently. Now, I come to this issue of whipping the balls out. Now, this sweet young man, Matt, was... He was, um, you know, he was he was ridiculed by his teammates. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, Matt, I always take my balls out <laughs> fucking proudly. And you know why you take your balls out, Matt? Because you're smart and you know what it, what makes sense. Now, if you just take your dick out, you got nothing to rest your pants on. Now, you're probably like me. You use a waist. You have, it, it works with the elastic waist. If you're wearing an elastic waist pants, like I often do, you put the waist under your balls. Because if you just take your dick out, you have to hold. It looks ridiculous. It's like a little tic-tac peeking over a fucking molehill. You need to take the balls out. You got to let it all breathe. And that's an important thing. And I personally find it superior. Now, Matt, don't let people tell you that you're not. That that's not the right way to do it because that's just an absolute outright disgusting criminal conspiracy lie. <laughs> it's a deep state lie, one I won't stand for. You take your balls out along with your dick, and now everyone at home is being like, "Hmm, no, I'm gonna try that." And then you're gonna find out, "Oh, I like taking my balls out. Nothing wrong with it. It is all good." Guys backstage, do you take your balls out? It. You know what? It kind of depends on on the, the undies. Yeah, yeah it, sure, de- it yeah. depends on what you're wearing. Uh, it's it's situational, highly right. situational. And and the others. Uh, I, it depends, like Dan said, if you're wearing jeans. Into the mic. You you really have no option if you wear jeans. Sure. But, but if you're wearing like uh, like a basketball short, then yeah, absolutely. There you go. You see that? There you go. And Ian, finally. Never. <laughs> oh, well, defiant. Well, Ian, you don't have to strike that tone. I mean, I'm trying to encourage <laughs> young Matt here. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, t- tone it down, right? Not that serious, Ian. <laughs> not that serious, right? <laughs> right? His balls aren't coming out. Yeah, they're not coming. They're staying in there. Thank you, Matt, for the question, and I wish you all the best in life and in all of your ball whipping out journeys. And finally, from Cal. First of all, I want to say how much I love you guys and everything that you do. Well, thank you very much, Cal. Uh, Cal, I love you guys and everything that you do. Thank you. Mm. Love to hear that. And that through you, I found a ton of other creators and content that I would never have on my own. That being said, I want to ask Ethan kind of a personal question. How are you capable of confirming and admitting you are depressed? Oh. I want to answer this, but I feel like it's an awful way to end the show. Mm. We're just having a good time with the balls out. We can do it next time. 
Yeah, I'll say that for next time. I do want to answer this. He says, I'll just finish. Currently, I'm sort of a social stigma at my university that depression is a choice and a sign of weakness. And I know that I'm definitely not happy. How do you detect this? And how are you dealing with it currently? If you don't feel comfortable answering, well, I do. I'll, I'll answer it. I think I can answer it without being, like, super depressing. <laughs> I agree. When I was in college, there was a really big stigma about being depressed. And I'm sure I was depressed at the time. And I think it's really, well, I think it's changed, but it's really fucked up. Because I remember at my college dorm, there was a sign on the wall with, like, Prozac. And it was some kind of insinuation that, like, um, if you take it, you're weak or something. Or not, that was the subtext because it was really, like, uh, how fucked up is society that everybody's taking Prozac, right? Mm. And the insinuation is like, oh, you don't need that shit. I wasn't on anything like that, but um, I agreed. I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah. Everyone's on drug, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of treating depression was something like, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it was very stigma. It was like, like I said in our update video, it's not sexy to be depressed. It's like, just sa- it's pathetic. It just sounds pathetic. I feel like there's two kinds of depressed. There's like, everyone is depressed. And then there's like the real, the real depressed that needs treatment, mm-hmm. and maybe people just like combine it. So well, they... the the people who, yeah, well, the people who, everyone gets depressed sometimes. Yeah. But people who get depressed sometimes don't understand what it's like to be depressed for two years. Yeah, so that's why I think they there's just... a disconnect. There, mm-hmm. It's just it's a it's a, it's just a disconnect. It's yeah. A, it's a misunderstanding. But be that as it may, you know, I think I've been depressed for a really long time. And I remember, I I always knew that I had really severe anxiety. I mean, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder when I went off to college. And it was, like, really crippling all throughout college. And I had accepted that I had a problem. But I remember the first time when we were living in Israel, I saw a psychiatrist. Um because of my anxiety was really bad or maybe I was I was having some kind of weird thing and I just wanted to talk to a therapist and he had said I told yeah it was a therapist and I was talking about my symptoms and I was like you know I'm anxious and there's this one thing that I get all the time that I still get which is that I get like foggy brain and I feel like not myself I feel like I'm having a bad high mm-hmm. and um, I really hate that feeling it's awful and then the therapist was like, oh, so um, it sounds like you have depression. And that shocked me. I was almost offended. Mm. I was like, I don't, I'm like, I have anxiety, not depression. I was actually genuinely defensive. Mm. And I was like, what? Like, fuck, like, fuck you. I don't have, I'm, I have anxiety. Mm. And my reaction was very much like, like, fuck you, dude. And uh, that was like... That must have been like seven years ago, probably. That was when we were living in Ramakan. Mm-hmm. And I've never treated it or anything like that. Um, but I've been like desperate enough where I was like, oh, I need some fucking help. And so that's why I want to talk to that guy. And um, yeah, I just remember being really defensive. And uh, that's and that that was so long ago, and now it's come to the point where I've slowly kind of realized that like 
my anxiety has given way it, that it's morphed into something else. Like in college, my anxiety was just this crippling, uh, I don't know. Well, it's free. It's frequent that anxiety and depression go hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, the more I thought about it and the more time I had to accept it, I realized that there's probably at this point more depression than there is anxiety. And it's kind of like I addressed the anxiety because I accepted that that's what I had. And so, right. but the depression, I was so, I didn't want to have it so bad that I ignored it and never addressed it. And so now I feel like, um, now I'm really accepting it after looking back and thinking how I feel. I mean, look at the, um, just read the symptoms, man. For me, it's like, yes, 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 yes. Like, let me read this off. Like, if I go there now. But it's so, like, you know. Um, here, let me see. This shit was, like, fucking 100% yes. I'm just trying to find this list of uh, symptoms. Come on, for fuck's sake. Um, let's see. Some signs you might have depression. Sad, empty, anxious. Helpless, worthless, or guilty. Hopeless, irritable. Less interest in activities. Less energetic. Trouble concentrating. Changes in the way you sleep. I sleep great. That's not it. Everything else, though. Changes in appetite. I'm always hungry. <laughs> Aches and pains. Not really, actually. But everything else. Like, um... Sad, empty, anxious, always. Helpless, worthily, guilty, always. Like, I got to the point now where I was like, I'm really now decided to, like, actually treat this because it's become unbearable for me recently. Is that I was, I'm, like, always at war with myself in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, torturing myself. Like, every little thing, like, social things, past things, things that happened a long time ago, things that happen now on day-to-day basis, small things. Like, you'll say something, and then you're like... Torture myself. Why did I say it? Or I'll do something, anything. But it's like, I'm always feeling guilty over... It's just, like, the dumbest things. Like, and you know that, but just always at war with myself in my head. Hopeless, pessimistic, you know. Yeah. Irritable, big time. Fucking so irritable. And I hate being irritable. Because you know, like, you know that you have, you shouldn't be, but you are. That's mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. And you just can't help it. you just like, fuck, that. everything annoys me, but. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I so don't want to be an asshole. I so don't want to be an asshole right now, but I'm just so irritated. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And I would feel that all the time. Like, all the time, every day. So fucking miserable. And it's exhausting for you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm fucking not that pleasant to be around most of the time. <laughs> Loss of interest in activities. I don't have hobbies. I don't enjoy doing anything. I used to love playing video games. And for the past years, like, I don't, I don't even listen to music. I don't even enjoy listening to music. Less energetic. Yeah. Tired all the time. Trouble concentrating. It's so hard for me to, to do shit. Trouble remembering details. Ela, do I have trouble remembering details? 
Like, where's your wallet? Zip code. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that would drive me crazy. Ethan doesn't know the address of his home. Well, I do, just not the zip no, code. No, you don't. I do, just not the zip code. Well, that's like half of the it's address. Not. Nobody. <laughs> what else do you need to know? I don't understand why people ask for <laughs> zip codes anymore. Here's the fucking address. Here's the city. You don't need the zip Maybe code. Maybe I'm irritable, too, but... Oh, my God. Every time Ethan will ask me, what's our zip code? It's like... It's your home address. <coughs> I don't know. I can't remember <laughs> zip codes. Um, overwhelmed to make decisions, whether big or small. I mean, dude, it was like just... I mean, I was at the point recently where it was like, I cannot continue to live my life like this. I will do anything. And you guys might recall me saying that um, I had like this bottle of antidepressants by my bed for the longest time because I feel like I hadn't tried everything first and I feel like I took three months and I actually did make a lot of positive changes mm -hmm. in my life but I still felt awful mm -hmm. I guess not I, I, I made a pretty good I, for me oh, the, yeah, biggest, we made changes, the biggest definitely. thing for me was like getting away from social media We're and exercising. taking a break from YouTube and it but it's hard to know because sometimes it's like leaving YouTube sometimes makes you more anxious. Yeah, definitely. And then everyone else gets upset, and that makes you more anxious and just so it's hard. It's hard to know what is the right thing for you or whatever. But anyway, I don't know. I've never gone to therapy either. I have my first therapy appointment on Monday. Pretty excited. <laughs> I mean, if he's gonna fix me, right? <laughs> Uh, I'd be like, all right, you know, I I went to a therapist once through uh, Kaiser, which is our healthcare, and it was such an awful experience. I never wanted to go again. I show up, it's like McDonald's therapy. I show up, and right out the bat, you know, you expect that it's always like, tell me about your family, where'd you grow up, like get to know the guy, mm -hmm. get comfortable. So I sit down, and I swear to God, this is what he does. He goes, all right, so what's wrong? What 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 do you want to talk about? Like what what's bothering you? What's wrong? I was like, whoa! <laughs> like fucking gotta treat a girl to dinner before you fuck her, you know? He goes, I was just blown away by that. He's like, what's bothering you? We have thirty minutes. Come on, I got plenty. Of, I got a lot of patience here. It was fucking crazy. I felt so uncomfortable through the whole thing because I don't know this guy. So I was like, oh uh, well, we've got a bunch of ads. On my YouTube channel that I don't want to do, and, and I don't feel like making content, but I have these obligations, and I don't. He's like, so, uh, tell me, uh, how did so how do you make money on YouTube again? <laughs> it was fucking awful. I love that. That's like a great meme. So tell me, what's bothering you? What's on your mind? Well, uh, my father uh, raped me when I was a kid, and uh, all right. Well, here's what you do: <laughs> just forget all about that. <laughs> Crazy. So I'm going to a private uh, therapist that came highly recommended from a friend. I'm real excited. Tim Beverly Hills, so you know he's <laughs> fucking legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but to answer your original question, I took a bit of a tangent here. Your original question was, how did you confirm and admit you were depressed? Well, for me, it took me a long time. 
um, because I was embarrassed and ashamed, and I felt like people around me, it's kind of an embarrassing thing, too. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll get over it. I got an email. If people just don't understand. I got an email from someone. They're like, uh, anyway, whatever. People don't understand. But uh, to you, I would just ask yourself, I mean, you clearly are aware that something's off and you're not happy. There's clearly some aspects of your life that are you're not happy with, that you're not comfortable with, that you would like to change, that are causing you to feel possibly depressed. I would I would consider looking at um, these symptoms because for me it's really just been crippling, and a large part of the reason why we've just been gone for so long. Um, but. Also, I'm not, you know, a professional. I can't diagnose you. So you should you should see a therapist. I feel like everyone, I know it seems like a luxury, but actually a friend of ours was telling us, like, there's... There's cheap... What was the name of this yeah. place she said? I don't remember, actually. Well, they have therapy on a sliding scale. So if you're broke, you can go see a therapist for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And also there's, 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 you know, there's ways to figure it out, but... Uh, Ultimately, I think it's important for people to know that you just, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to carry it. You gotta make the decision that, um, you're just gonna fight it, right? You don't want to be a victim to it, so fuck, you know, fuck that. Mm -hmm. It's like you're just wasting your time on this earth feeling miserable, and what's the point of that? So do what you can, you know? Because there's a lot of people before you that have dealt with it and gotten out of the woods and they're really smart and they are there to help everybody else because it sucks. They're there to help you with therapy. These guys are geniuses, these therapists. They have studied. They have PhDs. They have studied this shit for decades. They know how the brain works, right? That's, that's something... I'm just a guy. I don't know how the brain works, right? But they can get in your head and untangle shit mm-hmm. and understand you in ways that you can't. They've got drugs that help ease the burden while you figure it out. You know? You don't have to be miserable. Oh Well, if you already are miserable, what do you have to lose anyway? Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. It's like at one at at a certain point, nothing else matters but getting better. Because what does it? What does anything matter if you're that miserable? It's just like what else at that point matters at all, except prioritizing number one yourself and getting better. You can't help anyone around. You can't do anything for yourself or anyone else until you feel better. So that's my. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and depression's on the rise, you know? More people are feeling it more than ever. Because my theory personally on that is that the world is increasingly complex, complicated, 
difficult to find your place in the world, Mm -hmm. to find a spouse in the world, to find a career, to find a purpose, to make money. Everything is so hard to figure out that, um, and we carry a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, a lot of bills, a lot of responsibility. Our generation, especially, like, who can afford a house? No fucking body. Like, I think about our situation. We are fortunate enough to have been able to buy a house. Mm-hmm. But but I know the feeling from we, just a few years ago. Dude, we... You know? no, We've but, worked all our life, and we weren't even close. We have... To, we were... Un, we were statistically anomalous with our like success, yeah, and the amount of money that we were able to make in a, in a short time from being successful. But we've been, like you said, just a couple short years earlier, making like thirty, forty thousand dollars between the two of us, mm-hmm. and um, that's important. Yeah, you're like buy a house, <laughs> never happening. So I I wonder when we're in this anomalous like un, unbelievably lucky situation, how the fuck does anyone else have a chance? But it doesn't. But again, that it, you can be at any station of life and still, life is complicated in this day and age with the internet, with the cars, mm-hmm. with bills, responsibility. You know, I'm more depressed now because I feel more lost in my purpose and like. I actually heard it put really good. I don't remember who said it, but it's like uh, when you have money and like financial safety, all that's left is in your head. I think I was talking to you about that when I because I was saying before that you're always like, well, if only I could afford that trip i would be happy but until then i can't afford it or if i just or or it's like if, if only i could afford this house that would be perfect my but, thing was like oh if only i couldn't didn't pay rent if i had free yeah. rent i'd be set for life so you always have this like you're chasing a goal if i then i'll be happy right no, now but, i'm not happy because i can't afford it but you work towards it and it gives you purpose mhm yeah but when you can't afford it and you're still not happy then it's like, what is that thing that will make me happy? Yeah. But I, but anyway, I'm in, I'm in a rare situation. It's hard to relate to what I'm going through there. Yeah. But just generally speaking, life is so complicated. Like, think back 50 years, people didn't have phones. They didn't have fucking internet. They just, like, worked on farms. I genuinely think that, like, if you just woke up at 8 a.m. and worked on the fucking farm for eight hours and went home and ate dinner and chilled. It's like, that's simple, man. There's nothing to crave. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, that's... And I think that, like, modern-day life really goes against our our uh, fundamental instincts as animals. Like, mm-hmm. billions of years of, of uh, instincts and expectation of what life is and how to survive... That's what it is, right? Billions of years of survival instincts have all of a sudden, in the past hundred years, completely betrayed us. Because all of a sudden, these survival instincts that we've inherited over evolution, billions of years, are no longer relevant at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Right? And that's fucked up. So I think a lot of people uh, have, have trouble adjusting. It's weird because also you all of a sudden have 
a lot of opportunities that you didn't before. And you have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good that came with it. Sure. But it's also crippling. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think that, um, I think it's important to bear all that in mind. That life is really fucking, can be very challenging and confusing and overwhelming. It's like, my God, who can balance all those things? When instinctually I just want to go plant some carrots. <laughs> right? Or go gather some berries or some shit. Or go kill a deer and then chill in a teepee. <laughs> you know? So anyway, um, looking forward to the essays of disproving my theory. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my thoughts. And if you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I hope I wish you all the best. And um, and uh, yeah, you should don't don't be afraid to seek help and don't feel weak because you are not alone. And increasingly less alone mm -hmm. you know a hundred years ago was like or maybe 200 i don't know thousand years ago you know I've, I've heard this and i don't know if it's true but i've heard this that like in amish communities that depression and anxiety is like completely non-existent hmm. no you know about the amish i know about the amish yeah yeah and that, that makes sense to me, right? Because they're fully fulfilled. They have very basic, uh, or not basic, but they have very, they know what to expect every day. And they're fulfilled every day. Mm -hmm. And their life is, they understand what it is day to day. It's not like, you wait, how many days do you wake up and you're like, like, fuck, what am, what, like, what am I going to do today? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. Anyway. That's it. Meanwhile, Papa's in the backyard. And, uh, clothes are on the hanging pin on the rack, flapping <laughs> in the wind. Papa clutches his heart. Play the music. Papa clutches his heart. Bo is running around the backyard playing with a paper airplane. And Papa clutches his heart. What did I do to deserve this disrespect? And now here I die, a lonely old man, with no, with no pizza or sauce. <coughs> Remember me and bury me in my favorite marinara. <laughs> <coughs> bury me in a grave of marinara and my favorite pizza, the meat lovers pizza. <laughs> bury me with sausage and and pepperoni and remember me fondly and make my tombstone a giant box of Papa John's <laughs> with my picture proudly on the box before they removed it with an apostrophe Papa John's because it's my company and I'm Papa John Shanna <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. And remember, <laughs> better pizza, better ingredients.
butter sauce. <laughs> Never disrespect the family. <laughs> Alfredo sauce. And to you, Ela, I say this. Remember me. <laughs> Papa is out. <laughs> oh no. And then Papa. he falls over and has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> Guys, that is the show. Thank you for watching Thank the H3 watching. podcast revolution. I've just been birthed. The new title for this show. <laughs> Experience is no longer adequate. It is a revolution. <laughs> I hope that, uh, you know what? It's the H3 podcast. Uh, what's the phrase? The uh, paradigm shift. <laughs> the H3 paradigm shift revolution. Nice. I hope your day has been shifted <laughs> in a paradigm. And we will see you on Friday, as always, next week. This is your Papa and Chief Ethan, <laughs> Papa John Shatner. I'll be both. Saying to you, Papa's blessings and a happy weekend to all my little pizza boys, all my dough boys, all my <laughs> little bows out there. All my little pizza pie eating, meat eater loving. Or not. Mm, or not. Just remember, bury me in a grave of marinara. <laughs>